0: You are listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break, episode 262. Hey, welcome back to the show, Make Your Breaker. I know you're out there doing all the entrepreneurial things that you need to do to make the dream work. Today, I'm talking about quitting your job. So if you right now work a nine to five and you dream of one day going out there and going all in on your passion, then today's episode is really going to help you navigate those waters. I'm going over 10 different tips and tricks and life lessons that I've gone through in my career, but I've also seen other people go through in their career as well as they are navigating through the transition between working for somebody else and working for solely for yourself and it is a really fun and rewarding transition now before we get started into today's episode i've got a couple of things to mention for you right now one is i've got a quiz that i put together just for this episode to help you know if you are ready to quit your nine to five if you want to use that free quiz just click the link down in the show notes and uh, it will take you a couple of minutes and it's a lot of fun so please go ahead and do that Second thing is of course, we are giving away a free mentoring session every single month this year to one lucky winner per month that leaves us a review for the Make Your Break podcast. So if that's you and you've left me a review, just screenshot it and send it over to my Instagram at jialong.co to be in the run in. Of course, if you've been listening to this podcast and you've got some value, then of course, why not leave us a review? It helps us grow the show and it also helps new people that find the show trust that there is good information in this program so I really do appreciate it and it helps us level up so we can hit some big unrealistic goals in 2024 and make this one of the most downloaded shows for creative entrepreneurs so big thank you from me let's get into today's episode Okay, before we get into it all, I want to say really it is a big deal that you're going to quit your job, like it really is and it is so much fun. I know when I first started and just thinking like when I was an electrician, okay, just rewind back a little bit. When I was an electrician, uh, what was it, 10 years ago and I wanted to quit my nine to five. At that stage, I already had lots of businesses so it never felt like a big deal for me to quit my nine to five but I remember I went to one mentor and I talked to this, to this guy that he was doing what I love, so that was wedding photography, and he'd been doing it for like maybe ten years or something. And I remember talking to him. I'm like, "Are you living the dream by doing this full time?" And I remember him blatantly saying to me, "Like, no, it's not as good as you think." And he looked jaded, and the conversation didn't go well. And I was so uninspired and I was so disheartened. And I remember that day so clearly. And I think about my advice now when I give it to people. Am I going to show up and be jaded and give people the wrong advice or am I going to show them the advice that I wish I heard, which was, yes, definitely go after it. Like it is worth it. Going after your passion is 100% worth it. And I honestly can say today I've been doing it for what, 10, 12 years. Yeah. It's just as good today as it was when I first started. I'm no words of a lie. I don't set no alarm. I don't like drag my feet to go to work. I don't have sick days. Like I'm not struggling. I am always energized. I'm ready. I show up. I blow up. I go and do the things that I've got to do because I'm energized. Like if you're out there and you're going after your passion, man, there's no better feeling in the world. You're literally putting your own bread on the table. You have to level up. You need to learn the things. Like it's just so empowering to be in a situation where... You can create your own days, create your own weeks, create your own months, and create your own years. Like, I think that's really, really cool. So, in this episode, I'm not going over any financial advice or anything. This is all, you know, what worked for me, but there is not one size fits all answers, right? And what worked for me may not work for you, and it may not work for others. You got to. Understand everyone's got different circumstances, risk tolerances, and all that good stuff. But hey, I'm just trying to get myself out of any responsibility of you going out there and jumping off the cliff and quitting that nine to five. Um, All I'm saying to you is I do think you should do it. Like, absolutely. Uh, We just need to think about it a little bit and don't put the blame on me, I'd say. You know, I actually feel like I'm responsible for a lot of people quitting their jobs, which is really, really funny because I do get that message all the time. But I want to make sure that you're doing it safely and you are doing it gracefully, and you're making the biggest impact possible. Now, there's a few things before we get into the 10 tips. One of the biggest things is when you go and become a full-time creative entrepreneur, entrepreneur in general, business owner, and you come from the nine to five world, maybe a corporate job or whatever it is, you don't realize this when you first start. and No one's ever told me this when I first started, but you actually play by a whole new set of rules. And one of the biggest mistakes that people make is they actually go in as an entrepreneur and they abide by the nine to five rules and they don't work and then they get really confused and they don't understand like why it's so hard because they're trying to, like if you've learned over the years, let's say you've been in corporate for 10 years, for instance, all of a sudden you've got to unlearn all the nine to five habits and rules that you learned um, as you navigate new waters, right? So new rules, you have new rules in time and time management, you know, um, a nine to five, just an example on that, like a nine to five person seeks work-life balance because that's what's been sold to someone of nine to five. It's like you work five days and then you get two days off to go and play golf, go see your kids, you know, you live for the weekends, right? So that's kind of the advice that you've been told for so long. So you live for the weekends. And unfortunately as entrepreneurs, it doesn't really work like that. Like nothing's ever in balance, it's all counterbalance. So there's a lot of things where we need to show up and we need to blow up and work on things. And then there's time we need to rest and there's time we need to spend time with family and everything else, which brings me onto the next thing. I mean, it's new rules with cycles. Like you no longer work a full year and then get three weeks off per year or four weeks or whatever it is. You no longer work five days a week and then get two days off. Like those rules are just out the window. Your friends that work nine to five won't understand because they say you work all the time, but you don't, you work in cycles. Sometimes maybe you need to show up and create and you got to create for three months straight and you don't take any weekends off and you're out there and you're creating for free and you're working and doing the things that you don't want to do sometimes. And then you have another three months where you have time off and maybe you're traveling the world. Maybe you get to, you know, go on, go snowboarding. You get to sleep in in the morning. Like you get to do those things where your nine to five friends don't get to do that. So instead of like that work-life balance, you need to work on cycles, understand there's times when you need to show up and create, there's times when you need to monetize and there's times when you need to rest. This is really important. Now, one of the other rules that no one ever talks about is getting paid. So I see a lot of entrepreneurs, creative entrepreneurs in particular, they'll go in on their new career and their new passion and then they think that they need to get paid for everything because when they work as a nine to five, they get paid for every hour that they did. They even got overtime and they don't realize that it doesn't work like that. Like you don't get paid just for sitting in your chair. It's not like a nine to five, nine to five. You can sit in your chair as long as you clock in. doesn't matter if you're sitting on Facebook all day or you're sitting there scrolling through reels, you still get paid. Okay. You do not as an entrepreneur, like you need to get the bread and put the bread on the table. So you got to get after it. So getting paid is very different. Sometimes you won't get paid. Sometimes you got to show up and do things for free. Sometimes you got to create when you don't even want to create. Sometimes you've got to do jobs when you don't even want to do jobs, right? Sometimes you need to sell and monetize. When you don't want to sell and you say, I hate sales, you know, maybe you're the type of person that says, I hate sales. Unfortunately, as an entrepreneur, like sales is one of the most important skills that you need. Someone that hates sales is someone that should be working a nine to five. Someone that loves sales is someone that wants to get bread on their table. Someone that is obsessed over their success and then making it in their career because sales is the thing that's going to get in there. So again, I just want to share a few of those things, the nine to five mindset, nine to five rules compared to the entrepreneurial rules. They are vastly different, but you will see people complaining about different things, but they just don't realize. And so when I do see someone saying like, Hey man, don't work for free or don't do it cheaper. That's a nine to five mindset. Or they're like, you know, Oh, you're going to have work-life balance. Like that's nine to five mindset. You know what I mean? Like you got to be working at this certain times. Like, and you can see why they're struggling because they're trying to work with these old rules with a new career and it just doesn't make sense. Okay, now next thing before we get into it, and this is a big one, this is a really important one that a lot of people don't realize is, hey, you no longer have anyone to rely on. This is really important. So if you just quit your nine to five, you no longer can pass the blame to your boss. Your boss no longer exists. You are the boss. But what you probably didn't realize is your boss needed a lot of skills, a lot of frameworks to become that boss. They need to be leveling up all the time. They need to be listening to podcasts. They need to be showing up the conferences. They need to be networking. They need to be reading the books. They need to be learning new things, okay? So for you now, I know a lot of people when they first get into this, they're like, why is there so many courses? Why is there so many coaches? Why is there so many mentors? It's all oversaturated. I can just do it all on my own. Now there is no awards for someone that's out there that's lost. There just isn't. And for some reason, even though throughout our whole life, you know, we have had a mentor or a coach or a teacher or a trainer with everything that we've ever done, whether it's we learned to walk with our parents We did an apprenticeship or a traineeship and we had a boss, whether we had, you know, we're in university or college and we had a headmaster, a teacher, a tutor, like whoever it was, we had somebody pushing us through and somebody showing us and somebody keeping us accountable. And then when it comes to business, for some reason, we're like, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to do it on my own. I don't need any help. There is no rewards for that. And in fact, it's the opposite. You won't get rewarded. You actually get penalized. The way that you get penalized is you get penalized by the marketplace. The less that you know, the less that you get paid the smaller network group that you have, the less that you get paid. You know, the bigger the knowledge gaps that you have, the less that you get paid. So that's just the way it is. So the quicker that you fulfill those knowledge gaps, the quicker that you meet new people, the quicker that you learn the new skills means the quicker you're going to get paid more. So this is really, really important to remember because I want to ask you the question, if you're upgrading yourself to becoming full-time in your passion, can you fill those shoes? Can you be the CEO of your business? Can you show up as a leader? Can you be that person? Are you willing to upgrade yourself? Are you willing to put your, your ego on the back burner? No more, I'm gonna be self-made, I'm gonna do it all myself, you know, and going like, where do I need to be? Who do I need to know? What is it that I'm missing? You know, so you got to start asking these questions. This is really important for your growth because if you don't ask these questions, man, you won't get answers. You don't ask good questions, you won't get good answers and you're going to be stuck for a long time. So let's get into the 10 tips. Some of them are going to be controversial. That's fine. My podcast, I can do whatever I want and I'm going to start with the most controversial, which is number one, never have a plan B. Honestly, I think one of the biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs make when they first quit their job is they obsess over a plan B. And this is not from my experience because I've never had a plan B. This is from experience of me being a coach and coaching thousands and thousands of people through the process of quitting their job, going full time as a photographer or videographer or musician or whatever it is. Okay. What people, it sounds like this, someone will come to me and go, I'm thinking about coming a full-time photographer and I can't wait to do it. It's going to be amazing. Now, if it doesn't work out, I can always go back to my nine to five, always can go back to creating coffee, you know, making coffees. So I can always go back to drive Uber. I can always go back and they'll start telling me plan B before I even heard plan A. I haven't even heard plan A yet. Like, doesn't that blow your mind? I'm like, wait, where's plan A? Tell me plan A all the way through and then let's talk about plan B, Okay. Now, essentially, when someone's telling me plan B, I kind of know they're going to already fail. And the reason being is because they're planning to fail. They're putting it front and center. It's kind of like, you know, if I don't know if anyone's ever played golf, but like you look at the ball and you hit the ball and then you look where you're going or what's another good analogy on that? Like if you're driving, like you you look where you want to drive to, okay? And the car's going to follow. Uh, if you're snowboarding, like you look where you want, the, like the, the line that you want to drive down, and then the whole snowboard's going to follow you. If you're surfing, it's the same for everything, okay? So if you're looking to fail, then make a plan B. But if you're looking to succeed, make a plan A. And if it doesn't work, pivot and then make a new plan A. Keep working on the plan A because man, it's so uninspiring to work on plan B. No one wants to go back to a plan B. I don't want to go back to a plan B and I'm sure you don't want to go and work on plan B. Imagine telling your friends at Christmas, how was your year, Joe? Oh, it was good. I was just working on plan B all year, actually. Plan A didn't work. It was devastating. Okay, I would rather you say, yes, good. It didn't work out to plan. That's okay, because I pivoted the plan, created a new plan, and I'm still working on plan A. The thing that I want to work on, I just hit it from a new angle. I just got some new marketing. I just met a new person. I got into a new room. I made it happen. I showed up more, Okay. So this is really, really important. Also, plan B is going to keep you lazy. i have got to be honest. Like if you've got a plan B where you can always go back to your old job or whatever it is, you are going to keep that in the back of your mind and you're going to take less risks and you're going to be less hungry. And that's not where we want to be when we're an entrepreneur. Honestly, you want to be hungry. You want to be starving. You want to be getting to the table you want to eat at the table okay so it's really important that you don't have the plan b table and you go after plan a so just want to really push this home again if you're putting time into plan a i want oh sorry plan b i want you to start thinking about maybe that's waste of time and i need to put it into plan b hey and if anybody ever says Jai, what's your plan b though I always say, man, you don't worry about my plan B. You worry about my plan A. I'm only telling you plan A. That's the other thing too. It's like how you show up and talk to people. If you're telling everyone about your plan B, guess what? They ain't going to believe in your plan A because they already know that you're going towards your plan B. Only share with people the success that you want. Only share with them the goals that you're going to achieve. Like tell them, manifest it, create it, build it. The thing that you want in your life, don't create and put things out into the universe that you don't want the plan B. So go all in on plan A and this is really going to help you get so much further, so much quicker. Number two, this one here is gonna break a lot of limiting beliefs, but I've got to say there's only two things that you need as an entrepreneur. You even need resources or you need to be resourceful. Resources is when somebody says, well, you need money to make money. And if you don't have money, you're not gonna get anywhere. And resourcefulness is, Well, I can always make it happen. I can sell something, I can create something, I can do something with someone somewhere at some time That's someone being resourceful. Now you need to choose, do you right now, do you have a lot of money in your bank account? Like are you fully loaded? And if you are, good for you. You probably don't need to be that resourceful. You probably could spend all that money and you can spend it on marketing and everything else. Now, if you're like probably 94% of the rest of us and you don't have money in your bank account, you've got to get scrappy. You've got to be resourceful. You've got to look around for the opportunities. Like what is it that someone needs? How can you solve someone's big problems? Like, and you want to be looking for problems. Like if you're resourceful, you're looking for big problems. The bigger the problem, the bigger the payday because the bigger the solution you can bring, okay? Someone that's got lots of resources, they're trying to get rid of their problems and someone that has no resources and they're really resourceful, they're looking for the big problems. They want them on their plate, please give them to me because I wanna solve those problems and I wanna turn that problem into money and I want that money in my bank account so I can spend it on marketing on whatever it is that I need to get myself out into the world. So. A few times, like I know for myself, when I quit my job and went all in on things, like I started a cafe when I was 20 years old. I don't know if you know this yet, but I started a cafe. It took me 12 months to go bankrupt. So it failed. But nevertheless, it was the biggest business lesson that I've ever had and it was incredible. And so for me to get the funds for that, I did borrow some money, but I also sold my car that was worth quite a bit of money at the time because I saved and saved and saved for my whole apprenticeship. Don't forget, I finished school when I was 15. So I saved for five years, every single dollar. And I was really frugal. I was really smart with my money. And then when I was 20, I wanted to start this, my first, my first business, which was a cafe. And so I had to lease a lot of things. I had to pull in a lot of favors. I got resourceful. I sold my car and I did whatever I had to do to make that dream work. You have to, right? The next time was like, I was working as an electrician and I wanted to go all in on becoming a photographer, actually a wedding photographer. I think I was 25 years old. And I remember I had a car at the time and a few things. I had a TV. I had a whole lot of luxuries that I didn't need. So I sold the car cheaper than... I should have. I sold my TV. We sold everything. We got out of our house. We downgraded to a share home. I hired a car for every wedding that I've shot for I think five or six years before I bought a car, literally. So Mm -hmm. five years, man, if someone's like, can you drive over here? I'm like, sorry, man, I just don't have a car. I just can't afford fuel right now. I can't afford insurance. I can't afford registration. I can't afford the upkeep. I can't afford the servicing. My dreams are too important for me to be obsessed over these little tiny bills that are just not getting me closer to my dreams. And I'd rather buy more gear. Okay, so the same thing as the share house, like I couldn't afford electricity, I couldn't afford the gas and everything else. So if I shared it with other people, then all of a sudden I could afford it and we weren't out in the street. Do we have a TV? No, I sold the TV. We didn't have Netflix. We weren't, you know, we weren't going in and spending money on things that we didn't need to. And these are the sacrifices that a lot of people don't see, especially even with my career. But I've got to say here, man, you sometimes you've got to be resourceful. It's so easy, but it's also a poor excuse just to say you've got no money. Okay. But I would say it's even easier to be resourceful because you've got to choose your hard. Like if you're literally saying to people right now that, okay, I've got no money. That's why I can't make this happen. That's one hard because you're sitting there stuck. Or the other hard is you're going to go and get some money you're gonna go sell some things. Like, do you really need a payment plan on a TV or a new phone? Like, can you downgrade something, some luxuries in your life, like get back to your means on where you want to be with the life that you want, and then build up from there. So again, I want you to think about, do you have resources or are you resourceful? And if you're not resourceful, you're going to have to get resourceful if you have no money or if you have no time or anything else. Number three, okay. There's no golden rules to how much money you should have in your bank account when you quit. You are always going to spend the money that you have, okay? This is a golden rule just for finance. Like people think, if I save $20,000, then I'll be sweet and I quit my job. The problem is you save $20,000 and the registration on your car comes up, you got to buy new tires, you got to pay for some school fees, you got to pay for a course, you got to pay for a website. 20 grand's gone, man. Happens to everyone and that's why there's credit cards. Literally everyone on the planet everyone will spend the money that they have in their bank account on what they deem is the most important thing for them right there. So it's a failed formula that we've been told that you've got to save yourself to riches, but I have never seen or witnessed anyone save themselves to riches. It just doesn't work. So there's other things that we can do here. Now, some people do say like you can have, if you've got a longer runway, then you can lift off a bigger airplane. I don't know if you heard that before, but the runway is how much money have you got? So the longer that you can run so you can lift. But honestly, like when I quit my job, man, I had no money and I've had my, no money so many times. And I, I personally, the way that I work is that I just have an idea and I'm straight into it. Not waiting for a certain amount in my bank account or anything else. Now. Having said that, you've got to be comfortable with your risk tolerance. This is totally up to you because you don't want to be you know, so uncomfortable that that's what's keeping you up at night. I've got to say though, man, there's been a lot of times when I've almost run out of money or down to my last dollar, even last year, like even literally last month actually. And if you're an entrepreneur and you're resourceful, you're always going to work your way out of those situations. So you've got to trust yourself. Now, here's the thing though. If you're quitting your job, it means that you have a full-time job right now. So what's the most important thing to do? Well, the most important thing for you to do right now is to invest your money into things that's going to help the dream. Okay, so I'm talking about like, if you're gonna quit your job and you need a website, you might as well pay, a designer now to build you out an amazing website so you've got that built before you quit your job. Like something that you're like, I don't need to upgrade this in a year's time. Like this thing is amazing, it's got a great template, like whatever it is. Maybe you need mentoring or a coach or a coaching program or a course. Like get into those things early. Like people always, even for the business map, the six-figure business map, people will write to me and say, yeah, Jay, I'll jump into it in like two years time once I like, you know, sort of navigate around a little bit and sort of bang my head against the wall a few times and then I'll get into it. But honestly, there—if you, at the second that you have a thing like your thoughts that you're thinking that you want to quit your job, you should be learning business. And I will tell you the skills you need to learn, but you should be learning business. Like it's so, so important. So drop your money into that, especially while you've got a job, man, spend all your money on the thing that you need to make more income. That's what it's all about. This is the best return on investment that you'll ever have. you spend in what $2,000, $3,000 of the income that you're making from your job into something that's gonna make you more money. Maybe it's gear. Okay, so maybe you need some more gear, maybe subscriptions. You could pay for your subscriptions in full before you quit your job. That way you're not worried about paying for Studio Ninja or Adobe or whatever it is that you pay for. So little things like that. Like I know one thing that I did is I actually got rid of my payment plan for my phone and I pay for my phone outright and I usually buy it. I still do today. I buy like a secondhand phone and then I have like a much cheaper plan on my phone. So I'm not paying for a nice luxury phone all the time. So it could be little things like that, like set yourself up so you don't have big bills. Maybe you got a car that's just too expensive. Like, do you need a fancy car when you're quitting your job and going obsessed into your passion? Like, do you really need it? Do you really need the newest, latest, greatest? Like ask yourself, because the newest, latest, greatest is going to cost you in insurance. It's going to cost you in upkeep and everything else. Maybe you don't, maybe you do. You do the maths though. You do the numbers. Be honest with yourself. This is not a popularity competition anymore. this That's the nine to five rules. The nine to five rules is like work, show people that you're successful by showing off some bling. Entrepreneur life is not like that. Entrepreneur life is like, I am going to do the things that I have to do to get the success that I want, that you probably won't do, that you won't sacrifice, okay? So you, to be out there in the marketplace, that's the mentality that you gotta have. So having a nice watch, having something, having a TV, a third TV in your house, sell the shit, man, you don't need it, like honestly. And then when your friends come over and go, hey, you don't have as many TVs as us, you mustn't be as successful. Well, I get to wake up when I want, I get to do what I want, I get to you know, be in line with my passion, I'm in the flow, I get to create, it's fulfilling. And if I work like that, I'm gonna probably make a lot more money than you. That's the funny thing too. I remember when I was an electrician, I was making a lot of money. I was like one of the highest paid electricians because I learned some really valuable skills that helped me level up, which was like leadership and things like that. And the funny thing was when I quit my job, I had a lot of coworkers all saying to me like, Jai, you're gonna miss the money. Being a photographer, you're gonna be a poor artist for the rest of your life. And what's really interesting, I think it took like 12 months, maybe 18 months and I was making more money from photography than I was as electrician and then within I think 24 months I doubled my income Um, and since then I've probably like 20x my income so honestly the nine to five thing like we think it's safe and we think it's good money but honestly it's probably holding you back so just something to think about right there hey make your breakers if you want to download a workbook for today's episode just go to jialong.co forward slash 260. That's gy forward slash 260. You can download it and you can fill in all the little sections for your goals so you can have a successful 2024. Number four. You need to learn high earning skills. This is really important. And I'm not talking about like, if you're a photographer, you need to learn more about your camera. If you're a musician, you need to learn a couple of more um, scales or a couple more chords. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about entrepreneurial skills that you need, that you must have, I believe. These are the ones that you must have to earn more money. Even if you work nine to five right now, if you learn these skills, you will be paid more. Okay, it correlates, right? So number one is communication. If you can learn to communicate, properly communicate, like I'm talking about like you sharing stories, being able to persuade, being able to share an idea, get people in on an idea, get people to invest in you. If you can communicate properly, you're going to earn more money across the board no matter what it is that you do, okay? Number two is leadership. So communication works in leadership. Like leadership, you need good communication skills. So to be able to show up as a leader, I'm talking about a leader for yourself first and foremost. Like, are you able to, you know, eat clean, show up, exercise? Are you able to get in there and do the work, create when no one else is watching? Are you able to do those things? Get off social media if you've got to be off social media. Like, can you do that? So leadership for yourself, leadership for your clients, You know, can you show up for them when they need it, when there's a pandemic or something that comes around? Like, can you show up for them when something goes wrong? Are you a rock for your clients? Really important, okay. Um, Next is marketing. Okay, and so marketing... Communication goes in marketing as well. So marketing is me marketing my idea, my project, putting it out to the world. It's me showing up on reels, it's me being on the podcast, it's me being on YouTube, it's me doing whatever. Okay, so if I can communicate ideas across in marketing, it means I can get more attention, which means fundamentally I'm gonna make more money. The next one and the last one is sales. Okay, so sales, if you're the type of person right now that you're like, I'm a creative and I don't really like sales and they make me feel bad and icky and everything, you're being lazy. I've got to say it. Okay, so sales isn't hard. It's really, really easy actually. And, and it goes to communications. Sales is just you being the best version of yourself I mean, you being sold on yourself. That's all it is. If you're sold on yourself, you don't have to make any more sales. People will get themselves to you, to buy from you, to do work with you, to collaborate with you, to be in your ecosystem because you're sold on yourself. There's not that many people that are sold on yourself and communication is going to get that across to people. So communication, it works in leadership, it works in marketing, it works in sales. If you can obsess over those four crafts, then you're gonna do really well in business as an entrepreneur because from there, you can honestly get yourself out of a situation. If you've got really good, if you those four things, it means you don't need to have resources, you can be resourceful because you've got those four things. You don't have to have much money in your bank account, you don't need to save, you could quit your job if you've got a dollar in your bank account, doesn't matter because you've got communication skills. You can go and network, you can meet people, you can meet the people that you need to meet. You've got leadership so you can lead people to where they need to be. You've got the marketing skills so you can get known by people. Okay, So you can get your brand out there, you can become omnipresent and you got sales. So you can communicate your worth to people. Okay, So you can communicate an idea to someone, they understand what the, what the value is and they're going to purchase from you and makes a transaction. So obsess over those, learn those things, learn the people that know those things, go and meet those people, get into their courses, get into their programs, do whatever it takes man, because this is the most important thing. And the weird thing is, this is so weird. In the entrepreneurial space, like people just don't know sales. I don't know why. It's this weird thing. This is what it sounds like. Like, okay, so Jai, I'm a wedding photographer. So I made more content for Instagram and I made some reels this week. I made lots of it actually, made tons and tons of content. And then they went to my website and then they sent me an inquiry and then I sent uh, just an email back and I never heard back from them. And then people go, oh, you need to post more on social media. That's what the problem is. Oh, you need, the algorithm is wrong. Maybe it's because you've got to do reels. You need a million views on reels. But it's a clear problem. It's sales. I'm like, oh, man, you don't need that many people to see your stuff if you're good at sales. Like you're not communicating properly to them. That first email is one of the most important emails in your whole business. That first inquiry, have you practiced it? Do you have a template? Have you... Change the template? Have you learned the psychology behind copywriting? Do you know sales copywriting? Like these, like that one thing. It only takes you a couple of hours to learn it. If you spent right now 20 hours on sales to learn sales in and out, you'd fundamentally change your business and you'd solve so many problems. That's a weird thing. It's like a big domino. You'd solve so many problems that you didn't even know that you could solve because you think it's a mystery, but nothing's a mystery in business. It's all a repeatable process that you can do over and over, no matter what niche, what, no matter what market, no matter what area, no matter what you're doing, it's a repeatable process. Someone else has done it before, no matter how special you think you are. no, Someone has done it before and they can do it again and someone's gonna come after you as well. It's a repeatable process. So if you're lost right now, it's the same as just literally put it into the, your GPS, Google Maps, it'll get you there. That's why how I see sales. When someone's like lost with sales, I'm like, dude, just stick it in the Google Maps, man. i will get you there. Why are you asking me for directions? Just stick it in and follow the prompts, okay? So it is that simple. So I just wanted to really push that home. Number five. Number five is I believe you do need a business map. That's not just because I'm selling you a course called the Six Figure Business Map, but it is why I called it a business map. So a bit, my business map and the business map is basically you have a ship and the ship is going to take you to your unrealistic goals. All a ship is, which is your business, is a vessel to get you from where you are now to where you want to be. That's all it is. Once you get there, you can sink it. It doesn't matter. Like so many of us, we emphasize so much on our ship, but really all it is is a vessel. It's you, you're a personal brand. You're building something. Once you get there, hey, you can have lots of ships, man. I've got like businesses everywhere. It doesn't matter. So you're the captain of the ship though. Okay, so you need to navigate that thing. So if you embark on this big journey and you've got no idea what your goal is, what your target is. You can't hit something that you can't see or you can't visualize and you don't know how to get there. Guess what? You, you already know you're gonna fail. Like I already know you will. Like how can you get somewhere where you don't even know where somewhere is? It just doesn't exist. And so before you quit your job and embark on the journey, I would say like, make sure you got a clear roadmap and I call that a business map. Now it can be as simple as anything. For me, when I first started my photography business, it was literally like, I want to sell out workshops. I want to be uh, a range finder, top 30 photographer. I want to be one of the best photographers in the world. And I want to be one of the sought, most sought after educators in the world in the photography space. That's what I wanted. And I wrote that down. Then I was like, okay. So once I wrote that down, I was like, what needs to be true for that to come true, okay? So then I started doing myself the terms and conditions. Well, if I wanna be featured all the time, I need to know the editors of the magazines, I need to obsess over understanding communication so I can talk to them. So, you know, the rest is history. So you can reverse engineer that thing, but it's really important that you know where you're going and how you're going to get yourself there, at least a couple of steps. And you know what the how is way less important in fact, the who sometimes is more important. Like sometimes I'm like, okay, I want to get featured in the magazines. And I'm like, who do I need to know to get myself featured in the magazines? Well, the editor, of course. So I introduced myself, sent out an email. And she wrote back, so nice for you to do that, Jai. Most people just send me crap and they never say anything. Okay, so communication skills, leadership skills all came into that, marketing, I'm pushing myself. Sales, I told, show them that I'm like so confident I'm sold on myself, they need to be sold on me as well. And so then I achieve the goal very fast. So for you, you need to have a clear idea on where you're going and then who can help you on that journey. Number six. Having said all of that, you can do crunch all the numbers and everything else. And with the business map, I don't know if you know this, but if you are a photographer and you want to go full time and you want to work out your numbers and how much money you need to make and what you need to do, I've actually got a pricing calculator on my website. It does cost money. It's not very much. It's definitely worth it. Uh, you can put in all your numbers and then you can work out how many jobs do you need to book per year and you can reverse engineering thing like so you can see how much you need to charge as well. Now I'm just saying this because on number six, I want you to trust your intuition. Now, this is really important and this one comes from my experience. As an entrepreneur, a lot of the times when we first start and we're nine to five, we are very naive, glassy eyed and we look out and we just think, man, the world's our oyster. Somewhere along the line, we lose ourselves and we stop trusting ourselves because we make a couple of little mistakes. Then from there, what happens is it compounds and we get less confident. And then there's this weird lull moment in your career where you feel like you don't know what you're doing anymore. Your marketing is not working um, and everything else. And then when you come out the other side, you hit a new level and you can absolutely skyrocket. But we all go through this bit of, bit of a slump in business, okay? Okay. Now, I believe you've got to trust your intuition above everybody else. you got to trust you above everybody else. This is really, really important. So if you are doing your business plan and then the numbers, they all work out and you think, sweet, this is all good to go, but it doesn't feel right to you and in your gut, then I would not do that because for some reason I have always followed my intuition, my gut feeling, and it's always served me right. Now on the flip side, Sometimes I'll have a business where it doesn't make financial sense. Not at all, not even a little bit. And for some reason I feel compelled to do it and I do it and it works out. Weird, isn't it? But it works out in a different way that I didn't understand. One example of that, let's talk about examples. One example of that is I remember when I started the wedding photography summit. And when I did that, I noticed everyone was doing these like lousy zoom calls and it was like low production and people were like, yeah, well if it's free or it doesn't cost much, we don't need to deliver much. and. So I just didn't believe in that philosophy. I always think like if I'm putting myself out there and my name to something, I want to do the best I can possibly do regardless of how much someone pays me. That's got no factor to it. So we like went out and we produced the highest level that we could do and we overspent and it made no sense and on paper it looked like we weren't going to make our money back and we spent way too much on ads and everything else and at the end we made our money back probably only just, but we made something else that I didn't realize and I wasn't even going after. And that was brand reputation. Now see a few years later after my first event, because we've been doing that ever since my first event, I, I went to Los Angeles and I was meeting some people in real life, like a few students of mine that's been to a lot of these events. And cause, I haven't really met that many people in real life. I just didn't know how people perceived us. And one of the things they said was like, Jai, you guys go all in, like it's just next level. Every time I watch one of your events, like I just know that if you guys are putting it on, it's going to be valuable. It's gonna be worth so much more than the money I paid, right? And I realized I was like, wow, without even knowing it, we've been building a brand reputation. And I just didn't see that when I was stacking up the numbers. Because when you stack up the numbers, you usually just look at, the numbers, like how much money can you make? You know, I wanna be a six figure photographer. So then you start taking on jobs that only pay and then you don't build a brand or you don't build a portfolio that you love or you, or you miss something else. So there's all these intrinsic things that you can get by going in anyway, even though it doesn't make sense and then making something from it and that's been resourceful. Okay, so I always know that I trust myself and I'm sold on myself and I'm resourceful. So even if it's not going in my favor, I know that I can swing it somehow and I can make it work for my business and make it work for me, even if it really doesn't make sense on paper. So keep that food for thought for you. Number seven here's a really important question that I need to ask you and that you need to ask yourself that a mentor asked me a long time ago. Are there hungry people asking for food? It's so simple, but it's been so effective for me. Are there hungry people asking for food? So there's one analogy is, is it better to have the best burger in the world or the best burger in a burger shop or is it better to have the best location? Now, a mentor once told me it's neither, it's are there hungry people there? An example of that is like, you might have the best location, but people can't even access it. Maybe it's on the side of the highway or people can't even get there or more people just not even hungry at that time. Like maybe it's just the wrong time that someone's gone past that spot. If it's the best food in the world, well, if no one's even, no one even knows about it. Um, if people are not hungry and it's it's just a mission, it's gonna be really hard. Like, of course there's outliners, like there's a mission star restaurant probably in the middle of nowhere and people will travel there or whatever. But in general, what we want is we want hungry people and then we want to bring a product to solve that problem. So with your services right now, whether you are selling pottery, uh, maybe you're a designer, maybe you're a photographer, maybe you're a musician. I mean, maybe you're a sign writer, whatever it is that you do. Are they actually hungry people looking for your services right now? And if they're not, maybe you could pivot and change the offer or what you're actually putting out to the world. And that's going to help you a lot. Warren Buffett once said, and I felt like this was really genius. It's, it doesn't matter how hard you row if you're on the wrong vessel, if you're on the wrong boat. So an example of that, and I talked about before analogy business map and you're on a ship, if your big unrealistic goal is to row from or go from Australia to Los Angeles. So let's say we're going from Sydney to Los Angeles and I got a little tiny rowboat and I told everyone I'm, I'm going to Los Angeles and I like set sail out in the, in the ocean, I'm just rowing doesn't really matter how hard I row, does it? I'm probably not gonna make it. And so that's when people go like, well, that's unrealistic. Well, I don't know if you're gonna be able to do that. So to get across the ocean, I probably need something that maybe wind powered it's bigger, maybe it's a yacht. Maybe I want to like take a lot of people with me. So maybe it needs to be big streamliner, it needs, needs to be a big ship. And those big ships are the billionaires, right? And then the millionaires got the big boats and then us on the little boat. So I want you to think about it right now, with your unrealistic goal, like can the vessel take you to that goal? Like can it without you rowing too hard? It doesn't have the power because for an example, if you're selling something very niche to some to a small audience and you can't even reach those people, you probably can't. doesn't matter how hard you hustle and how many reels that you do, it just doesn't matter. You just won't get there. So we need to make sure we've got the right vessel, the right business selling the right thing, the right offer to the right people and we can actually reach those people. Those are hungry people and we're solving their problem, Okay. This is really important and this is gonna set you up for success. Now, one thing is a lot of the times we think we know best or what all of our clients know, like wants and what people want, but sometimes just ask, ask like what people are hungry for, you know? And if you can just like slot in with that, I think you will do really well. Number eight. This will impact your personal life. You won't be working on work-life balance anymore. That's a nine to five rule, like we talked about before. Instead, you're gonna be working in seasons. Sometimes you got to show up harder than ever before. Sometimes you got to show up and you got to work big days. Sometimes 15 hour days I've worked, you know, for, three months straight every single day. Like sometimes you have to be in the creation zone. You've got to do that. Sometimes we're got to show up and we've got to monetize. We've got to make money. We don't have money for rent this month. Sometimes we're got to show up and we've got to start selling things. We've got to create a new offer. We've got to create a new service. Sometimes we just have to do those things, okay? Sometimes we need rest. Sometimes we're going to feel burnout. Sometimes we're going to feel overworked and underpaid. And sometimes we need to take three months to travel around Europe or around Los Angeles. Sometimes we need to go to Disneyland, like whatever it is, okay? Sometimes we need to go snowboarding. And that's okay. So you're going to be working on counterbalance. Sometimes you're gonna be obsessing over work, but sometimes you need to obsess over your kids. Sometimes it's your partner, sometimes it's spirituality, sometimes it's your mental health, sometimes it's your physical health. But to do anything great, you're gonna be out of balance. That's just the point of it. Like if Steve Jobs couldn't get balance in his life or work-life balance, what's the hope of the rest of us? You know, We look at these geniuses, they don't have balance. Okay, so if you wanna do something that's great, something that's remarkable, then something's going to be out of balance in your life and you just got to accept it. And if you accept it, it's so much easier because now you can have the conversation of, oh, this is the phase that I'm in. I can communicate this with everybody around me. What's the next phase and how can I bring them along? So that way I'm counterbalancing. How can I obsess over my partner and my kids and my relationships, my friends and my family? And then I want to obsess over my work and then I want to obsess over my health. Like how can you do that across everything that you do in your life? Because hey, here's the thing. If you are out of balance or out of whack with one thing, it's going to be really hard to show up with everything else. So if you're struggling physically, like your physical health, you're eating McDonald's, you're having cheat day every day, like you're eating you know, high saturated foods, tons of sugar, you're eating sugar, you're eating refined sugars. You're not gonna show up as your best version of yourself when it comes to entrepreneurship, you just won't. Like your brain doesn't have the right food for it to function properly. You don't have the right energy in your body. If you're drinking energy drinks, you're drinking 10 coffees a day, you're doing these things, man you are depleting your body and not giving it what it needs to grow. Okay, so that could be saying your mental health, maybe you're waking up in the morning, you're just scrolling on social media, your mental health's going down, you're comparing with everybody else and then you get an envious instead of being inspired. Your mental health's starting to slump. So all these things can start slumping and that's sort of when we get into the slump of business as well. I wanna say this, that big slump is when we first start, we look around and we get so inspired by everybody else and then we think the world's our oyster and then we get to a point where we, one day we open up social media and then we start comparing ourselves and it turns to envy. We start thinking, man, everyone else is doing better than me. I wish I was doing better. I wish I showed up and did more reels. I wish I did this and, you know, my stuff's not good enough and we get imposter syndrome and stuff. And then the people that get really successful are the ones that get through that slump and then they find their own worth, they learn sales, they get sold on themselves and they go, oh my God, man, I have got something here that people want and this is really important and then they push themselves through that slump and then they get to that new level. This is really important, okay? And expect it, it's going to happen, like that slump's going to happen for you. So this is really, really important. I mean, why are we going all in like this? Well, because we're going to live a fuller life if this is something that we love, something that's really important to us, we're going after a big life, we wanna achieve big things, like why not? We, we don't like mediocre, we don't like average. We're going for something that we are building that we are proud of. So working in cycles for me, I'm like, that's totally fine. Not having work-life balance, that's totally fine. Number nine, this is an obvious one. You gotta have the do whatever it takes attitude. Okay, it's going to be harder than you think. I don't want to discourage you, but I'm not going to lie to you and say it's easy. It's going to be harder than you think. And this is an important lesson to learn from me because I don't want you to be surprised. Those that get surprised are the ones that give up. Oh my God, I didn't think it's going to be this hard. I gave up. But when you know it and you expect it and you are waiting for it, in fact, you're asking for it. Guess what? It means that you're going to train for it. You're going to be ready for it and you're going to take the right amount of actions so you can get through it. That's what it means. It means you are probably gonna eat the right food. You're going to look after your mental health, your physical health. You're gonna be in tip top shape. You're gonna meet the right people. You're gonna have a good network around you. You're not gonna take shit from anybody because you're not gonna be surprised. Now it does get hard and it is a 5% rule. This is, I don't even know if this is a rule, like if you can Google it, I think this might be my own rule to be honest. Maybe it's not, I don't wanna take credit for it if it's not, but this is something that I just learned throughout my career of the last 20 years of being an entrepreneur. When it gets to the last 5%, I notice that 90% of people give up. Last 5%. And what's interesting is when I say last 5%, it's like you almost reach your goals, but you're just not there yet. The last 5% is the hardest bit to show up for. It is so hard. But what's a shame is, Doing all 95% of the work and not putting in the last 5%. Like you've already shown up, you've done so much work and then you give up last minute. Just because it got a little bit hard, just because you didn't have enough money in your bank account, just because someone said no, just because you got ghosted, just because you had to sign up to something, just because you had to get a nine to five to support your thing. Like, man, don't give up, okay? The last 5%, I actually heard life coach Tony Robbins once say, that if you're doing push-ups... I mean, if you got to do 10 push-ups, really only the last two push-ups are the ones that are working anything, everything else is just getting you warm and ready, right? So if I'm doing 10 push-ups, I can do eight easily, the last two, they're going to be harder. So that's the last 5%. Let's just say the last one is harder, okay? So the last 10%. Now, here's the thing though, if you are expecting it and you know it and you know that that's where all the growth is, then if someone tells you to do 10, shouldn't you do 12 Like why not do 15? Like why not do some extra? If the first eight are useless anyway, this is the way that I look at it. You know, so if I'm like, man, okay, so 95%, that was pretty easy. I'm last down to my last 5%. Man, this is so hard. I'm like, I'm gonna push past, I'm gonna go 120. Like why not? I'm gonna over push, over deliver. Over create, I'm gonna do the things that I got to do because I know that's where all the growth is. the ninety five is building the foundations and I'm finally just about to blow up and then I'm about to give up. instead of that I'm gonna flip it I'm gonna go I'm gonna go all in. I know I was creating one reel per day before I'm starting to get some momentum now so I'm going three reels per day. okay, so that's where you push and that will really take you into the stratosphere. Just remember, man, just like going to the gym it's consistency, but just going like going to the gym. of course it's gonna get harder than the last reps. Don't be surprised. Like it shouldn't be a shock to you. It's just part of it. So show up and do the reps and then do it, do it some more and then you'll see huge results. The re- huge results only happen in that section too. Like if you just go to the gym and you're just sort of walking on the treadmill for five minutes a day and then you go back to your unhealthy eating, chances are you're not gonna see any results but everything has to happen to get results at the gym. You have to eat clean you got to show up, you got to train, you got to sleep properly, you got to rest, you know, you got to do everything, you got to supplement, you know. So, it's the same in business. So, everything across the board has got to be in lock. So, I'm talking about your relationships, they've got to be good, you know, your sleep, you've got to be waking up at the right time, you've got to be sleeping good, like everything else. Because if you can show up like that, man, when it gets hard, you... You want it to get hard because you know it's going to shake out all your competition. It's going to shake out everybody else. It's going to leave the market share for you because you are primed and you're ready. You're waiting for this bit. This is the game now. This is when the game starts. While everybody else is struggling for the 95, you're like, all right, we're finally here. We're we're here. Who's out there? What can we do? Number 10. Number 10 for you that are going to go out there and quit your nine to five, I want you to have an exit strategy from your current job. This one's really important. You need to plan a smooth transition from your current job, which includes, of course, your timing, your finance, your finances, um, and fulfilling all obligations on your on your final job. Now, this is really important because you don't want to burn any bridges anywhere. Okay, this is super important. Like with coworkers, anything like that, people will judge you on how this happens. Now for me i know for myself i gave my um, boss like really long amount of time of like hey i'm going to quit my job but what do you need me to do tell me what's realistic for you i want to make sure this is in your best favor and i worked my way through that and i even came back and did some work when i needed to do some work as well for my employees when they've like moved on or if i've needed them to move on for whatever reason I give them lots of time as well. I'm like, hey man, in two months time, like we don't have a job here. What do we need to do right now to transition you somewhere else? Like, what do you need to learn? Who do you need to know? Like, what do you need to do? Okay. Now, this is really important to be kind to everyone because not being kind to people is a nine to five mentality. It's like, I'm out here for myself and I'm trying to climb the corporate ladder, right? That's the nine to five corporate ladder mentality. It's only one person at the top. There's only one position everywhere. But as an entrepreneur, it's not like that at all. You need to be kind to everyone because there's only you. There's no ladder. And then everyone else is your clients. Literally, anyone can be your client. Your barista can be your client. Someone is driving in the car next to you that just cut you off. They could be your client. Everyone. So you've got to be kind to everyone. You can't not be kind to people, okay? This is really important. So when you are transitioning your work and you're going full-time into whatever it is that you're doing, you don't wanna burn those bridges and you don't wanna burn your reputation. Your reputation follows you everywhere that you go. It's kind of like a black mirror story, isn't it? It's like you're you're rating. But honestly, it does. Like I've talked to people before, i like, hey, should I work with this person? Like, oh yeah, no, nah, they didn't do a great job. Like, you know, they were, being, they were a little bit of a dick It when their last job and they did this and that. All right, sweet, easy. There's a lot of people in this universe. I'm not looking for average people that leave people behind. I'm looking for kind, obsessed people that are larger than life, that are sold on themselves, that bring everybody up with them, okay? Entrepreneurs, they bring everyone up with them. If you're in a nine to five, you're trying to put Push people down so you can get up the ladder. Different rules, completely different, different game. So be kind to everybody, and you're going to go a long way. Especially in an industry when you know you actually can tell when someone comes from corporate or something else because what they do is they come into a new industry and they see everyone as competition. And the true entrepreneurs that have been around for a long time, what happens is that gets you into the lull. It's like, oh my God, everyone's competition. It's oversaturated, people say, (laughs) oh my God, the amount of times I hear that, that is just the most ridiculous saying. Like, oh, my area is oversaturated. Okay, what does that even mean? It's oversaturated with what? You know, it's oversaturated because you're trying to do the exact same thing as somebody else. The oversaturation is always your fault. It's your choice. Like you chose to do the same thing as everybody else, okay. Entrepreneurs go in there and they go, everyone is my client. My competitors, they're my clients. Everyone's my friends. You know, I, I am here and I'm expanding and I am growing the industry. I am creating more work I'm creating more demand. You know, I'm marketing our services. Like an example of this, if I was, if I'm a business coach another 10 business coaches just pop up, I'm like, oh great. More people are marketing our industry. Like that means the demand's going up. If more people can fill more spaces, demand's just skyrocketing. Look at this. And then more people come. I'm like, wow. And then the more people educating people on why you need a business coach, you know? So I see that as like, wow, the industry is expanding. Not my world's contracting and the things getting oversaturated. If I was not innovating anymore, I was stuck you know, and I couldn't move anywhere or whatever it is. So just a last little parting note, just remember, um, be kind to everybody because everybody is your client. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Hey, if you've got any fun stories you want to share with me, uh, funny, crazy, romantic, whatever it is of you quitting your job um, I'd love for you to share it on this week's podcast episode. All you have to do is in the show notes, I've got a Google form. You can click on there and you can actually share a little sound bite with me. Just introduce yourself, your name and then share the story and I'm gonna put it on to next week's episode if it fits. So I'd love to hear you on the episode and I'd love to hear some fun stories on how you transitioned or or not even fun like what was what was the most scary thing or what was an obstacle that you had to overcome or what was something that was unforeseen or how did you do it you know what's something that is something that you just want to share in that stage of life maybe you haven't done it yet and maybe you could tell me that you're about to quit your job maybe you can share your unrealistic goal and you can tell me what you're most scared of that could be a cool thing for us to all listen to so if you want to do that, down in the show notes, you're going to see a link for a Google form. Love to hear you, but you need to submit it ASAP as well. You've been listening to Jai Long and I'm going to see you next time.